So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta podcast. The Active Atlanta podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Dr. Danny Matei here with the Active Atlanta podcast, and this is episode number one. So first of all, thanks so much for listening. If you have worked with us in the past and you're listening to the podcast, I appreciate your willingness to spend time with us. If you've never spent time with me or any of our staff at Athletes Potential, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope that you listen every week, and my goal is for you to learn a ton about how you can really take care of yourself and live a really active, fulfilled uh, life that's healthy, pain-free, and enjoy the people around you. And uh, what I wanted to do in, in this first episode is really give you some, uh, a clear idea of what I'm going to be talking about, who I'm going to be talking to, and um, who, the, who this is for, and also why the heck would you want to listen to uh, me or any of the people that, that I know that um, I'm going to be interviewing and sharing their approaches, um, you know, with you on this podcast. So first of all, just so we can save you a bunch of time. If this doesn't sound like you, no need to listen to the podcast. So this podcast is for people that are trying to stay active, pain-free, healthy, and live a very active life around their family, their friends, um, and they look at their health as an investment. They want to actually be healthy. They want to be able to use their body long-term. And what we see is there's really two options. You either don't put the right things in your body and, and put the right context around what you're doing in your day-to-day -day life, um, or you do, and the way that you look long-term changes. It's the difference between somebody that's 90 years old picking up their grandkids and somebody who's 90 years old having to get helped out of a chair. And sometimes it's, there's things that happen that are unavoidable. What we want to do is give our body the best chance, the best chance to be pain-free, active and, and, and really enjoy the one vehicle we have in life for as long as we possibly can. And we do know that these, these uh, decisions that we make on a day-to-day -day basis, well before we're in our, our, our late years, um, really dictate what our life looks like at that point. And to give you an idea of where, where I come from with this, so you know I've been a physical therapist for around 10 years at this point. Um, and, you know, my story is, is very similar to many of the people in our, in our uh, profession. Um, and, and it takes a little bit of a, a turn a couple years after I got started um, in the profession. So what happened was I, I joined the Army in uh, 2007. And I stayed in until 2014. So I was a physical therapist in the Army, um, directly attached to an infantry brigade for a good number of those years where I was actually the, the, the person in charge of injury treatment injury prevention, and what they called human performance optimization. So that meant that I was the strength coach. I was the person that was actually helping develop 
strength and conditioning, you know, models, training plans, things that people are going to be following to hopefully be healthy, but also not to get hurt along the way and be able to do their job, which is a difficult thing when you're talking about um, programming and training soldiers that are really going to be in austere environments and uh, carrying heavy loads and, and doing a lot of physical tasks that sometimes are unknown um, at the time. So for me, what happened was I started to really uh, invest a lot of time and energy in learning this sort of hybrid strength and conditioning as well as clinical skill sets. And when I left that job, I was put back into a hospital situation. So for me, like it's very common for physical therapists to be in hospitals or clinics, um, not always attached to infantry brigades in, in the army. And when I, I got reassigned from Honolulu to Columbus, Georgia, I was put into a clinical setting, a traditional clinical setting where I was seeing both soldiers and I was seeing dependents and uh, retirees. So really running the gamut from a six-year-old, you know, kid that's a competitive soccer player with an ankle sprain to a 90-year-old, you know, World War II vet that was, uh, you know, trying to get over a fall that he may have had. And what I started to do was look at applying the same principles of this hybrid strain and conditioning and clinical skill set that I had developed working with this infantry brigade with everybody across, across the gamut from the six-year-old all the way to this 90-year-old and everybody in between. And what I started to see was people would make dramatic changes, dramatic changes in their functionality, in the achievement of their goals that they had, which many people are the same. They want to be more active. They want to do more of the things physically that they like to do. They want to be in less pain and they want to be able to enjoy the people around them and the time that they have with them. And for me, this model that, that, that we sort of established whenever I was in the army, I wanted to be able to take that model and, and, and share it with the civilian world, with, with the, uh, the city of Atlanta, where we decided we were going to move after I, I decided to leave active duty with the army. So in 2014, we packed everything up, moved from Columbus, Georgia to Atlanta. I took a job uh, also teaching for another group where I, I was teaching the same concept of movement and mobility and, and self-care. And I ended up having an opportunity to teach internationally for a few years and, and, and really um, get in front of thousands of coaches and clinicians. And, and, uh, and, and that information that, we're, that we've shared, the, the, the process of teaching people how to take care of themselves and, and, and letting people invest in their own health and taking ownership in their own health, it's, it's spread. And it's something that I'm so happy to see, you know, has caught on in, in, with what we do in Atlanta and plenty of other people that are doing similar things. And what I really want to be able to do is not just, you know, share what we've learned, which th there is an element of this where there's going to be topic-based episodes where we're going to talk to you about, hey, if you have back pain, what are the first, you know, few things you can do? What do you want to think about? What do you want to be aware of? But not just that, but also I want to be able to highlight some of the people that we know that do amazing job, an amazing job with, with their specialty in the city of Atlanta. And over the last five years, I've gotten to know quite a few people that I just think are world-class. And there's a lot more of them out here in Atlanta that I just don't know yet, but we will find them and let them tell their story, their philosophy, and share it with you. And the goal is for us to have a medium where everyone can start to take better ownership of their health, of their wellness. And, you know, we, we live in an interesting time. You know, my, my grandfather grew up on a farm. He's, he's 94. You know, he has fought in multiple wars. He's a tough human being. But my life 
growing up and his life growing up, they look, look very different, very, very different, right? And sometimes what happens is with modern technology, things that are more convenient, we start to move less and less and less, and we don't have to be as physically active for our profession. Many of us have gone the route where we've gotten professional degrees. We are, you know, whatever it is, you know, your, your profession, but that, that typically leads to the, the more educated you are, the more money you make, the less physical movement you typically have to do for your job day to day. Think of it. If you're sitting here listening to this and you're an attorney, you've gone to school for a long time and you pretty much sit and read stuff all day and or prep to do things in court or whatever it is that you do. If you're an accountant, you sit and you look at numbers or you, you project financials. You know, if you're a physician, you're sitting here with patients, you're doing notes, you're, maybe you're in surgeries, but there's very, very little active movement going on. You wanna see somebody that has an active job? Watch an arborist take a tree down and think to yourself, how does that compare to my day today? You know, how, how does it compare to the things that you do? And it's a catch-22 in our, in our world where the more uh, education we have, the more professional training we have, the less there's a physical requirement for us in a day-to-day -day basis. And for many of us, we live a very sedentary lifestyle. Now, let's define that for a second. So a sedentary lifestyle is based on the, the uh, standards of Australia. When I was down there, I had an interesting conversation with a physio that was involved with their national health care. And he said that they define sedentary lifestyle as anybody that's sitting more than six hours per day. It's, it's, it's one of their top health concerns is to help cut down on sedentary lifestyle. Now, if you're sitting here right now and you think that I'm borderline, maybe I don't sit, sit six hours a day. You got to count commute. You got to get count time at the office, sitting down watching TV, sitting down eating, bathroom time for some of you, maybe it's a little longer uh, than, than the average. You got to add those minutes in as well. Six hours is the standard. And for many of us, we accumulate that in half a day between your commute and sitting uh, by the time that you get through lunch. Now, here's the, the really shocking thing about what's considered a sedentary lifestyle. No matter how hard you train outside of that, it's almost impossible to negate the negative long-term effects of having a sedentary lifestyle on things like metabolic disease. And we know that those are things that long-term cause catastrophic issues in your health and things that we want to be able to affect and change. And this is just one piece of the things we want to talk about. And to really give you an idea, there's sort of four key areas that we want to bring experts in and do topic-based, heavily, you know, research information laden uh, topic-based episodes for you in these four key categories. So number one is movement. So we kind of talked a little bit about this with, with sedentary lifestyle, but movement is just quantity of movement. So how much are you moving in the day? This is exercise, non-exercise based movement, quality of movement. So how well do you move? How well can you get in and out of positions? Do you struggle to get off the ground when you're down there with your kids? You know, do you need help from somebody to get, to get back up? You know, if you're having to sit, or they call it now crisscross applesauce, I think is what my daughter calls it, you know, being politically correct. Can you sit like that for like five minutes and then get back up without your legs being asleep, you know, or without your, your, your hips killing you? You know, are, are you strong enough to get it back, back up off the ground? All these things go into basic things of movement quality and quantity number two what are you putting in your body 
Now, I'm not saying you have to eat like a monk and you never have a, a, you know, a gram of sugar in your life. What I'm saying is we have to understand the basic tenets of nutrition and what we put in our body and what that means to our long-term health. You can make a strong statement that this is one of the, the, the most important things that people can do from a long-term health and wellness standpoint. So basic nutrition, basic food, you know, information of like what we should be eating, what those things are, how much should be, how often should we, how often should be eating, you know, fluid intake, all of these things. What are the basics of nutrition? From there, it's stress management. And guys, I think this is where we can really get some really interesting people on board and have them share their opinions. And when we look at stress management, Many of us deal with this. I don't know a single person that doesn't deal with, with stress in their life. If you have a, if you have a few kids and uh, you, know, you have a, a hectic job, you have a mortgage to pay, you got taxes, you know, the, the car breaks down, you have to get a tree taken out of your backyard, all these things, they just lead to this sort of stressful environment that if you don't understand how to manage stress yourself, right, and have basic a basic framework of how to actually stay healthy, manage stress in, a, in a, a really positive way and not letting that spill over into your relationships with your friends and your family and, and ruin in many cases, those relationships. This is stress management and our ability to actually cope with our own uh, emotions, our, our own stress levels that we're gonna have on a day-to-day -day basis. And many of us are really, really bad at this. And it's something that we usually just totally neg neglect. We think it's, oh no, it is what it is. It's just like part of, uh, my life. I just have a stressful life. Well, maybe, but there's also probably some really, really, you know, really straightforward strategies that we can start to implement on a, on a habitual basis. They're going to help you manage those things and then negate much of that from these long-term negative effects associated with that. Now, the last core tenet that we're going to talk about is going to be sleep. So sleep is one of these things that I, I don't know why it's such a difficult topic for people to get a grasp on, for them to really start to uh, optimize their sleep, to start to get healthy sleep. I had a sleep physician tell me this one time. He goes, Danny, it would be like me trying to talk people into having sex more. Like, it should be something everybody likes and would want to do more of, but yet nobody wants to focus on sleep. Nobody wants to try to get better at sleep. Nobody wants to actually like spend the time in bed, have a more or a nighttime routine, you know, set the stage to actually get meaningful sleep. And for many of you listening to this, if you have children, you know firsthand if your kids get a bad night's sleep or your kids go to bed late, they wake up early, whatever it is. I mean, they're little turds. You know, they're they're a pain in the butt during that time. And we are just adult versions of that. We can control our emotions better, but if you really look at what's happening to us from a neurologic standpoint in terms of our efficiency, our health, our ability to recover from injuries and from sickness, you know, things that, are, that really are, can cause long-term negative implications on our health and wellness, for instance, cancer, neurologic diseases, our body's immune system and hormone system, in many cases, is resetting and rebuilding, indexing things, healing ourselves when we're asleep during these certain depths of sleep that many of us do not prioritize enough to even get, get to. So we have nights for you know months and years where you're asleep, but you're not really 
hitting levels of sleep that are beneficial for you. Or maybe you're not even there long enough. Or maybe you're just sitting there watching Game of Thrones for a few hours before you go to bed. And then, and then you're so riled up from watching the last episode of whatever that you can't actually fall asleep. And then now you're in bed for a long time, but you're not actually sleeping. Now, I'm not going to harp on this anymore because we're definitely going to get into some basics of, of these things and, and, and ways for you guys to really start to set the stage to have some quick wins in your health and your wellness. And sleep is one of those things that I'm very passionate about because for years, I neglected my own sleep. When we first started our business, you know, I, I, got, I got out of the army in, in 2014 and I don't know, some of you may, you know, have your own business, um, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, you know, it, and it's, and it was one of those things that I had two young kids at the time. I didn't know if it was going to work. So my answer was, I'm just going to work as hard as humanly possible. And at the time I was still traveling internationally and across the country teaching on movement and mobility topics to strength coaches and clinicians. And, and uh, I was usually gone two, three times a month. Um, so I was traveling a lot. I wasn't sleeping much. I was putting a bunch of hours in and over the course of about two years, I just basically ran myself into the ground. You know, I was tired all the time. I was short with people. You know, I really wasn't, wasn't myself. And the biggest variable that I had to change was to structure proper sleep into my, into my day, you know, and, and, and make it a priority because at the time I wasn't. And I thought it was one of those things. It's just like, oh, it's not that important. You know, like I've got other things to do. But the lack of efficiency I had because of just neglecting long-term sleep um, probably slowed me down more than it, than it actually helped. You know, and in the long run, you just can't do it. Like we need to sleep. It's, it's that simple. And so we're going to talk about some, some basics that, you know, you can get into in, in really in all of these areas. And like I said, some of this is going to be topic-based. Some of this is going to be, um, you know, specialists that we know in the area. And some of you may know people that you think are awesome. And we would love to talk to them as well. And, and we'd really appreciate it if you decided, hey, this person would be amazing if you can line up a time to talk to them and share their story and their, you know, their unique knowledge. Um, just email us, info at athletespotential.com. It's the best place to send that. And just let us know who they are. And you can make us a warm introduction or share their contact information so that we can get in touch with them. Because our goal really is to highlight all the people that we've met that we think can be really helpful. And, and, and I, look at it, I look at it as, helping you create this cohort of, you know, people that you can call on and utilize when need be to create this, this really ecosystem of health and wellness providers that have your best interest um, at, at heart and want to help you really stay healthy, invest in your, in your, in your body uh, and, and be able to, to really enjoy it long term. Because I mean, I, I think that maybe I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit biased compared, compared to many other people because, you know, I, I've seen the gamut of things that have come through my clinic and, and hospitals that I've been in and really nasty stuff, like some of these nasty neurologic diseases that, that we know are strongly connected to, for instance, you know, gut health and stress management, you know, these, these really bad musculoskeletal issues where people have long-term arthritic changes and multiple joint replacements and, and then, they're, they're really just, they lose their ability to be independent. And at that point, it's, I mean, honestly, it's kind of a sad existence. And, and I know for many of you that are listening to this, I, I, I like to think that you're probably more aware of, of your, your health than the average person. And 
And that's the kind of people that we want to help. We want to help people that want to be an outlier. You know, I don't want to just be the average person that once you get to a certain age, it's just, okay, well, I'm just going to sit in this recliner and wait to die. And as morbid as that sounds, as bad as that sounds, it's reality for a lot of people. I want to be the guy that's 90 years old, picking his grandkid up, you know, and, and walking around with him or great grandkid or whatever, you know, at, at that point, but active, enjoying my family, enjoying my friends around me and still enjoying the world around me as well. And you can't do that if you're physically uh, unable to, you know, if you're dependent on other people and having a long-term perspective on your health and wellness, not as a cost, as an investment, as an investment. And we're all so quick, so quick to get a new vehicle. We're so quick to get the, you know, whatever, let me get this new BMW, you know, switch it out for the old model. Cause it's got some new bells and whistles. We well, get one body. That's it. You get one body, you get one vehicle in life. You can get a new car every month. If that's what you decide you want to do. If you have the money to do so, you can get a new part in your body. It's called a joint replacement. And it's a, a difficult thing to do. I don't recommend doing it. And if you really want to get scared off from doing it, just YouTube uh, search, video search, hip replacement or knee replacement. And you'll never want that to happen to you. And I've sat in on these surgeries. And trust me, I don't want some guy dislocating my hip, cutting a piece of it out, hammering another piece in, and then suturing my leg back up. And then having to be on the receiving end of all the rehab that goes into just getting somebody back to a normal state. And in many cases, those things are avoidable. Sometimes they're not. There's great surgeons that can actually do those surgeries really well when it's necessary. But our body is designed to be around for 100 years without those things happening, without us needing these additional uh, you know, surgeries, unless they're absolutely necessary. But if we set the stage to be healthy, just to manage stress, to eat you know, good food most of the time, to sleep and to move well and to move often, we're independent. We're healthy. We're happier because we get a chance to enjoy the people around us. And that's really what it comes down to, in my opinion. Health is, is a vehicle to get you there and allow you to enjoy whatever it is that you want. And, and we, we have a unique opportunity to see these, you know, just amazing people and what they're capable of and, and things that people say they shouldn't be doing at their age and and, and for them just to say, you know what, the status quo, what's normal, I don't want to be that. You know, I want to be more than that. I want to enjoy my life on my terms, you know, and I want my body to be as healthy as humanly possible along the way so that I don't have to limit myself for the experiences that I have or the time I have with other people. And, and that's the goal of this podcast. And frankly, that's the goal of our practice. You know, when I got out of the army um, five years ago and decided to open you know, our business, it was something that I didn't know if it would work. You know, I, I told, I told uh, my dad, I told my, my family, you know, I said, here's my plan. I'm going to get out of the army. I'd been in for around seven years and I was, I was looking at getting promoted to major uh, really in the next one to two years. And I told him, I said, look, I, I just, I don't want to be in this environment anymore. I think I've I, I, there's something else that I'm supposed to do. I'm going to move to Atlanta. You know, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a position teaching this stuff that I'm so passionate about. And I'm going to open a practice in a CrossFit gym on the West side of Atlanta in a room that has no windows in an area where I know nobody. I'm not from here. And I'm going to work with people in a setting in which I'm going to kind of mesh this clinical and strength skill set, And I'm not going to directly take insurance. And my dad and many of my friends, with good reason, 
told me it was probably a bad idea. <laughs> and as I say it out loud, I think to myself, yeah, it, it sounds like a bad idea. But I just felt that there were enough people out there that wanted to actually do things the right way, not do things based on what your insurance company, and let's be honest, these people don't care about you. They don't care about me. They want to be as profitable as possible, give you the hardest time possible. So they have to pay for the least amount of, you know, insurance claims that, that, that are out there and pay all of their uh, investors and stockholders as much as they can. And that doesn't mean that that's the right thing for your health. And because of the context of our healthcare system, we have to decide to take our own health into our own hands and look for the right choices from people that are doing things based on what's best for the client, best for the patient, not what insurance says you're supposed to do or what insurance says you're supposed to be able to get reimbursed for. A great uh, example of this is a friend of mine recently went to a podiatrist for a, uh, he thought he had a foot fracture. He, he'd been um, trained to run a marathon. Scan came back clean. He just had a little bit of soft tissue issue going on there, but, but you know, he was a little bit worried about it and uh, turned out it was fine. The podiatrist tells him, hey, I want you to wear this brace. My buddy goes, well, I'm probably not going to wear it. And uh, he goes, well, just take it anyway, just in case. Gives him this brace. Two months later, he gets a bill from this group for $850. And as he looks at the office visit, which is like 400, and the brace that he was given by this guy that told him, hey, just take it anyway, 450 bucks for a foot brace that he never even wore. Why? Because that guy is getting reimbursed for it. And that is not an ethical decision. That's something that this person probably has to do because that's what insurance is going to reimburse for. So anybody that comes to there with foot pain probably gets one of these dumbass braces that nobody's going to wear in the first place. And this is where we're at with insurance. It's a crappy place to be. It's a reason why we're as transparent as we humanly possibly can be. So you know, if you work with us, this is the context. I'm working with you. I don't care what your insurance company says. I can and cannot do or I'm going to get reimbursed for. We follow our Clinical Practice Act to the letter, but we do what's best for our clients, not what insurance companies say we should get reimbursed for, because in many cases, they do not match up with what you should actually be doing. And, and that is an important thing as a consumer to realize, um, you know, that you have choices, and those choices really should be in prevention, in stopping some of these really nasty long-term diseases and, and uh, you know, problems that happen that can, that can limit your body's ability to move, but neurologically limits you, but also can, can put you in a terrible financial position uh, that accumulates, you know, and you either are proactive about it or you get surprised by it one day. And we just don't know because genetics loads the gun and habits pull the trigger, you know, and I had a, I had a doc tell me that one time and I thought it was so striking. And he said, he said, genetics load the gun, habits and lifestyle pull the trigger. And we just don't, I mean, I guess you can kind of test for this stuff at this point, but lifestyle habits, we just don't know how many bad choices we can make before that, that trigger gets pulled. And what we want to do is help you really live as healthy of his life as you possibly can avoid as much as you possibly can in terms of the negative things and be able to enjoy all the positive things that we know that we all value so much, you know, in, in life. And um, I hope that, you know, this podcast first episode gives you an idea of what you can expect uh, from, you know, from, from my interviews that I'm going to do with, with our special guests, with the topic-based uh, episodes that we're going to do. And, 
And that's the goal is to really help you live as long, as healthy and happy and actively as we possibly can by helping you understand how to create a framework of investing in yourself and doing the right things for yourself on a day-to-day basis that create these habitual changes that lead really to true long-term health. So guys, that is it. Uh, I'm excited for this one. You know, I've, I've had two other podcasts. One, I still, I still do another one. I have a couple hundred episodes underneath my belt with a training conditioning coach who's a be mine. And uh, I'm excited to get back into this and share this with the Atlanta area. Atlanta is uh, not my home, but uh, it really is now, you know, it's, it's a, I've never been anywhere longer than we have, you know, been in Atlanta. I grew up in a military family, really never lived anywhere more than about three years. I've been here for five. So this is where, you know, this is our roots at this point. I may not be from Atlanta originally, but hell, many of you probably aren't. I don't know many people that are from Atlanta that still live in Atlanta. If you, if you do, you're like a unicorn. You're very rare uh, here. But regardless, I'm excited for this one. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, guys, thanks for, thank you so much for listening to the Active Atlanta podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.